Welcome back to Rational Fanatics, college edition. It's been a little bit of a hiatus uh, because uh, we got busy. And when I say we got busy, it just means that we forgot. Not really forgot, but we're lazy. Whatever. You get the point. We're back, though. A lot we happened. were busy. We didn't forget. <laughs> we're back. Uh, I'm Tom. You guys are just tuning in for once in your life. Uh, and Drew's with me. Yeah. And we'll start, as we normally do, with the news, which there's not a lot of. Uh, just that Chase Young's back from suspension, which is, uh, I think he got off easy, don't you think? Yeah. I, I mean, he shouldn't, I mean, you know, the pull suspension was kind of stupid in the first place. But if he went to a smaller school, he'd ha- he'd still be serving four games, not two games. Oh, yeah. Especially, especially if he went to a small school. He's like he's playing this this year. But either way, I think it would have worked out for him anyway because he was getting drafted. So, yeah. hopefully he doesn't – I mean, I guess, you know, yeah, as long as he doesn't get hurt, it's not yeah. worked out. And then we'll just jump straight into the rankings. And uh, uh, not a lot's changed. Like, what they – we didn't come out with rankings last week because we missed the episode, but I think they would be kind of where they were, uh, except for like a couple. Yeah, there of wasn't too many upsets. Yeah, you know, a couple of teams fell from losses early, and then I mean, the, we kind of had the usual shakeup at the bottom that we always seem to have. You know, I mean, I you know, it seems about twenty-one to twenty-five is just a constantly churning group of teams. So, we'll start with uh, the first four. As we normally do, with uh, we have LSU at one, Clemson at two, Ohio State at three, and then Georgia at four. Uh, I guess the biggest shakeup that we didn't talk about last week was, was it Bama losing. I think that's what we missed. Yeah, we missed Bama. Yeah, or two, yeah, two weeks ago we missed the post. Yeah, we've missed. We haven't talked since Bama lost to LSU. Yeah, and so we mostly agree with what the committee has other than we have Clemson above. Well, we think State. the committee was, yeah, we mostly agree aside from where we think Bama should fall, but I guess we'll get to that. In what, second. The have, first four? I think we generally agree. LSU is the best team in the country. Uh, we have Clemson, Ohio State flipped, but I don't, since they're the teams two and three, I don't really think that matters. And I think it's, it's splitting hairs and it's really about just kind of your preferred. Yeah, they're going to play each other anyway, if they stay in the same spot. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it's more about if LSU loses that they suddenly wouldn't play each other. Mm-hmm. The only way I, it's the only way I see them not playing each other. Or Ohio State losing, given the current this some Penn State somehow or in the Big Ten. Team. Yeah, if they lose to Penn State, maybe. Or if they lose the if they don't lose to Penn State, they lose to you know Minnesota in the Big Twelve title game or Big Ten title game. Which I guess you know Clemson could lose to Virginia or something in the Big Ten and the ACC title game and things like that. You want to take the next four or however many. Yep, I'll take the next four. Uh, I mean, this is definitely kind of the, you know, I would say the first, the, these next three are really a bit, are kind of need to be a group together. And then I think we can look at eight and nine if we do it as, like that rather than four by four. So Oklahoma, Oregon, Utah are five, six, and seven. Uh, I think they're really all kind of in here together. Oklahoma currently, because they just, uh, they beat Baylor and then they, yeah, they beat Baylor. And so, for us, getting that win over a top five team kind of bumped them back up to be kind of that, to still, you know, so that way they're back kind of in the mix with Oregon, with Utah, with UGA in this kind of getting that final, that number four spot. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's a good one for them. I'd, I'd like to see them do something defensively against some of these other Big 12 teams because they just keep, like, winning these close one-point games. But they did a good job coming back to win this game. 
Yeah, they had no business. And then, they had no business winning that. Yeah, battle. they had no. Yeah, cost. Yeah, it hurt me. It hurt me watching that. Baylor came out in the first like quarter and a half and absolutely. Yep. Baylor had me moment. so happy at the end of that at the end of the first half. Like, all right, thir- it was like thirty-one to fourteen, thirty-one to ten, or something like that. And I'm like, all right, you know, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about this. I'm not too worried. And they just. They're just kept him. I read some like a uh, Twitter. Uh... Oh no, it was twenty eight to three. That's what yeah. it was. They got to twenty eight to three, and that was the moment we all knew. There was like a tweet that came out like after the game, like Jalen Hurts like leads Oklahoma to victory, and I was like, well, they were losing because Jalen Hurts turned over the ball like three times in the first half. They were down three touchdowns because of it. Yeah. I mean, all right, if they'd lost the game, the game would it, the headline would have been Jalen Hurts cost them. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Hurts three fumbles cost you know cost Oklahoma their play a playoff chance yeah things like that so. i mean if you look at i wouldn't like if i was like a heisman uh, voter i would look at the the baylor game for oklahoma as for at least Jalen hurts as not like a great game for him but like he just made up for his mistakes. Uh, i think if you're pointing to it if you're going to point to a game you point to like texas or you point to iowa state you kind of point to yeah. like i mean you could say you can say baylor maybe you look at the oklahoma state game in a couple of weeks you'll he'll likely have a rematch against baylor so you can see that one as well but I mean, I don't. I think the Heisman race is just kind of wrapped up at this point, in my opinion. I don't really think anyone's catching Burrow. Burrow is, I mean, you know, barring an injury. Bar, yeah, barring he plays think, the rest of the season. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he has to win a title or anything. I'm pretty sure he just has it. Well, the Heisman's before that. Oh, that's true. That's fair. That's actually good that they do that because I feel like if they want, if like there was a Heisman candidate. Well, I mean, I don't know. There's some like. There are some instances where you have, you know, I mean, you know, the classic example is, you know, Reggie Bush, Steve Young. Steve Young, yeah. And then you have Texas LSU, yeah. Texas LSU, I mean, there's plenty of games that kind of like, you know, I would say, you know, Deshaun Watson in hindsight against, you know, Lamar, the year Lamar Jackson won. If, you, if Deshaun Watson, if it's given out after the season, it easily goes to Deshaun Watson after that uh, championship game performance against, against Alabama. Yeah, and I don't think you hit on eight. I think you stayed on seven. Uh, which eight? I did. I stopped at seven. Yeah, because I think eight and nine kind of are in a group together right now. Okay. Well, at eight we have Bama, and uh, you know the committee has Bama right like right behind Georgia at five. But yeah, Bama the, at five. The truth is yeah. they're not in the SEC championship game now, uh, for the most part. And, and they what's the point? Almost guaranteed won't be. Yeah. And I know like the committee likes to keep them up there just so like they can like move them in as a floor like off a of bye like they did last year. But I think that's just not the best way to do it. Uh, you're basically rewarding a team for losing, and they're going to get a bye this walk into the playoff because they're Bama. I know. My, well, think about it. Even that, they're getting a bye, especially because if UGA, you know, one of UGLs, he was going to lose, and then Alabama comes in, and they didn't play a, you know, they didn't play a top 10-ish team for the most part. They didn't play a really good team and get an extra game of wear and tear against their, you know, against their team. It gives them an extra week to prepare, gives them an extra week to rest. It's... I don't understand how the committee gets away, like thinks that putting teams that don't make the playoffs in is a good idea beyond them being big brand name teams. Yeah. And then, then at a nine Penn state, I mean, if they beat Ohio state, they're right back it there, you know, they're in the driver's seat for the big 10 again with a rematch against Minnesota, who's their only loss on the season. So this would, it would certainly be a chance for them to get revenge on Minnesota and work the end with a win over Ohio state. They would immediately jump right into that, you know, Four or five range with UGA and Oklahoma. It would be right back in the mix for that force for you know a four or even three seed. Yeah, I mean, I know we don't really like playing two two of like one uh, 
uh, yeah, Bama, Bama bothers me a little. Yeah, Bama bothers me a little more because Penn. Well, Penn State because they'll play Ohio State. If they beat Ohio State, they then hold the tiebreaker over Ohio State and would get in. So they're not really out of the. They're not out of the conference championship game ability yet. Yeah. Like the. So it's it, it, they're a little bit di- their situation a little bit different. So it doesn't like it doesn't bother me as much having them there. The same you know goes with uh, ten and eleven next as well. Yeah, we normally don't like to put like two SEC teams or two top uh, power five teams into the of the same conference in the top four or the semifinals, but I mean, because, yeah, because it's you have these matchups. UGA is certainly has the UGA and LSU both have the resume deserving of being in the yeah. top four. And like, I know a lot of people want to point to uh, off like it's they want to point to metrics and they want to point to losses, but I think it's look at you know look at everybody's wins and UGA has the best wins of everyone of almost anyone in the yeah. country barring LSU. Yeah, then they were they were doing that year, a couple of years ago or the last couple of years, but like the thing is, this season is that there's a lot there's a lot less uh, undefeated teams. There's literally almost none. Well, yeah, less undefeated. Where like in two years, less undefeated teams two years ago, there was plenty of undefeated teams that could argue that like even though they're not Power Five, it could be I mean, there. yeah, you win. Yeah, well, you had what UCF, Alabama, Ellis, uh, Clemson, and I want to say one of the Big Ten teams, one of the Pac-12 teams, was undefeated. Yeah, so uh, you had you had a lot of. Uh, there's, I think, a lot more parity this year, and I think that's especially where you see, like, last year, I don't think some of the three, you know, three and four lost teams that we have ranked would have been, you know, with that kind of record would have been ranked last year. No, not at all. Uh, I just feel like ranking this year was, like, it's just easier done than years prior, especially at the top of the list, not at the bottom. It always yeah. gets difficult. Yeah, it, well, it, it, def- it feels to me like after you get to about – I would say after the first seven with us, I let's see what is there for them. I would say if you look at um the playoff committee's rankings because it's they have we have the same top ten, we just have a slight variation on order, which I think is means that or actually we even have yeah that is where we have the difference is that I think that top ten is right, and then after you get to the top ten, it definitely starts feeling like there's you know not a consistent standard applied to any team. Yeah. Uh, then ten we have Minnesota, which is the same as the committee, and that's where uh, the difference starts to, you know, change from there. We have Baylor at eleven, uh, because they lost one. They only lost that one game, and it was a close game against uh, a top-seeded team. And then I don't know why the committee dropped them all the way to fourteen past these two lost teams. Like I don't think their performance was ill enough to, you know, drop them that low. Other than bias, I'm looking at these right now. There's something we have these. We have the playoff ring. Wrong. They have. That's wrong. Unless I'm unless I'm looking at the you know unless they're. I think I'm I'm on the current. Yeah, this is. Like, I'm really not understanding how they rank teams. Um, one second. Sorry, guys. We sorry. Right, well, it's like I'm looking at like right. So Auburn's at. What is it? Auburn's what a three-loss team, and they're sitting here at twelve. It, it no, doesn't Auburn's make sense. Auburn's at fifteen. I think you're looking at week eleven. Well, what week? We're on week twelve. Well, yeah, I can only pull up a week twelve. I can't pull up. There's no week twelve available to me. I'm on their website. Their website only goes to week eleven. No, it goes to week twelve. Okay, now now it does. Now it does. Something wrong with it before. Okay. Switch it back. Switch it back. All right. So they have UF at. We have UF at twelve. Uh, Wisconsin at 13, Michigan at 14, and Notre Dame at 15. Uh, that's just a pretty much like 
pretty much easily done just because uh, Wisconsin. Twelve Michigan. to fifteen, yeah. Everybody's two loss. Who's got you know decent? You know, it's kind of a look at kind of wins and who you've played and who you've done well against. Yeah, I mean, we explained that like reason why they're ranked under each other the last couple like three weeks ago, and really they haven't done anything to really change our minds. Uh, other than like the I, the committee dropped two teams between them for some reason with Baylor. I don't know why they dropped Baylor so low, but. Because well, the committee didn't like Baylor to begin yeah. with, and so now that Baylor has a loss, they're willing to put them way far down. Uh, and then you, I think you'll, I think Baylor will move back up when after they play Texas because the committee does seem to like Texas. You, you can go from sixteen. At sixteen, we've got you know we've got Memphis, our highest graded Group of Five team. I think Memphis is just playing at a different level from every other Group of Five in the country right now, and that and then. 17, we have SMU. SMU is playing really well, but their losses to Memphis, so they kind of need some luck to continue on to get a New Year's Six bid. At 18 is Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, they they should have lost to USF. USF missed four field goals in a 20 to 17 game, including a game tying one at the end, a chip shot game tire at the end of the end of it. So it's you know you, you know it's but you know sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, and Cincinnati got lucky in 18 and. They're still on a path to the AAC championship and a New Year's Six bid. 19 is Boise. They killed New Mexico. New Mexico is not a good team. They'll play Utah State. They'll be likely in the Mountain West Conference title game, but they're just they're I I think they're clearly the you know fourth or fifth best group of five team in the country right now. We have a lot of group of five teams uh, in here, and so does the committee. And I think two, like, if you just go Which I think, two years yeah. ago, you would not see this many teams. I know oh, yeah. they're mostly the consolation prizes in it? the bottom 15, but like at the same time, you would not have seen it. Well, two, actually, three I ago. kind of wonder, Um, I mean, it, there's definitely some conspiracy there. I think it's better topic for off season, but it is, I definitely think there's like, some of it is boosted by UCF, like being very loud and very vocal because, the first year, the UCF first undefeated season, they played a, what was it, a 10 or, a, you know, it was a 10, a, you know, it was a one loss USF team that was unranked. Mm-hmm. That team, you know, that team would have been ranked in the 20s before that. It, it's a clear shift in stance on how they feel about the group of five. Like, I don't believe App State would have been ranked last year, you know, last year or two years ago. I don't believe, you know, SMU has been popping in and out of the committee's ranks back and forth. I don't really know why that's happening but loss, it's right? still their one loss but they dropped out of they, they dropped all the way dropped out them to 25 dropped them out dropped them, like no they dropped to 25 then dropped out and now we're back in at 25 it's it's odd yeah it's a strange decision but it's yes yeah, so we definitely it's nice to see the group it's nice to see a group of five teams actually getting some recognition by the committee sure and the, I guess we'll just continue. You left over at 19, right? So we'll go 20 with Iowa. Yep, 20, Iowa. They've been playing. You beat, you beat Minnesota. Yeah. Good job. I mean, that's why they – I think we didn't even have them ranked last week. And just beating a ranked team obviously pops you in, uh, especially – I think they're only uh, – Yeah, they dro- They um lost the week before, I believe, and dropped out. or Like, because they'd recently been in and then lost to a team and dropped out. Are they two lost? I think they and so then they beat lost. Minnesota and dropped back. No, they're like three, three lost. Three yeah. So, I mean – if they lose again, I don't think they'll be able to get back into the rankings. But you know, just yeah, I, they're seven. And you gotta give them some. You gotta give them some uh, recognition for beating. It's recognition for beating good teams, exactly. which is so, you know it's something we care about. And when you have when you're not pulling off like 
were favored in the game. It wasn't like a massive, you know, it wasn't a, you know, an Illinois over, over Wisconsin type win, but it was still a good win against a team we thought was really good. Yeah. And when we get to 21 through 25, App just State, a bunch of teams yep. leaving. The only team it's, that won in our bottom well, App State's the only team that stick around. Yeah, App State's the only team in this group that stuck around. <laughs> and I felt hard to, like, move them up because I think George, the Georgia State quarterback played with a, tor- a torn ACL. I read, like, an I, Yeah, article. he did. But That's that game was insane. also in an absolute monsoon. He's playing and, again this week. He's playing again. What? Honestly, this is a story we. This is something we should have had in the news. But yeah, Georgia State's quarterback is on his th- is on his second or third week of playing on a torn ACL. That is just insane. It's <laughs> like it, he'll never walk. I've heard of like I've heard it's I've heard of guys doing it like in one game. I've heard, you know Philip Rivers has played on a torn ACL. Deshaun Watson has played on a torn ACL before. <laughs> but that's playing in the game you tore it on. Carson Wentz played a couple of plays on one before, but it's just. I, I haven't heard of a guy just playing multiple games on it. Uh, what is it? I believe Byron Leftwich did it in college when he was at Marshall. I believe he, like, he messed up a – I don't remember what he did, though, but he – I know he did mess up a leg or an ACL or something and had to basically be carried up and down the field by his linemen every play. Jeez. I believe that I mean, that's, that's just That's just insane. I, I wouldn't do it. Uh, I mean, I guess I would if I was physically capable. Yeah. I'm I know. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine being able to walk on a torn. You know, being able to walk on a torn ACL, much less play football. I say like I, I say that's like that's insane, and I wouldn't do it. But then again, like I got a concussion playing like just even flag football. I was still playing with that. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I understand 22. why they would do it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it yeah. I, it's definitely something you can understand. Something that definitely needs to be. It's something I'll every week I'll be pointing out if he plays another game. Yeah. And I will point out if he plays a bowl game on it too. But uh, all right, at twenty-one, App State. You know, you've got the Sun Belt. Uh, you need a little bit of luck. Uh, they'll definitely move because they're likely to play and win their conference or play for their conference title game. They'll move up above. You know, maybe you know SMU or somebody who does who doesn't end up playing because it will be apps. You know, App State, Boise State, and then the winner of the AAC are all kind of contending for that New Year's Six spot so they can move up. They're still in that New Year's Six hunt, even if we do have them behind several, uh, eight, you know, several group of five teams. 22, we've got Oklahoma State. Uh, I mean, they're playing pretty well. They're still a good team. They've got uh, – they've still got a game against Oklahoma, so we'll see if they can – they can have some fun and spoil it a little bit, you know, play a spoiler up, you know, cause an upset. But they're still – you know, they're a pretty good team. And then 23, uh, we have Iowa State, who beat Texas this week just by a field goal. Uh, so that was very Should interesting. Should have beat game. Oklahoma the week before. Yeah. So Iowa State's a pretty good team. They just played people close, uh, even even the big teams close. And, I mean, they were in our rankings last week, uh, like beating a 25-ranked Texas team, which we think is better than 25. But uh, at this point, Texas is just getting, unfortunately, thrown out of the rankings just because I think they're – Four loss. Now. I mean, Iowa State's other losses. Yeah, their other they lost to Oklahoma State, a team we have ranked. Baylor, a team we have ranked. Iowa, a team we have ranked. Mm-hmm. And then Oklahoma and Texas. That's, a, that's Oklahoma, a good, and then they beat Texas. I mean, that's, you know, your four losses are four teams that we think are you know four of the top twenty-five teams in the country. Yeah, like probably top fifteen, even uh, top twenty at least. 
Yeah, Iowa's. I mean, I, yeah, I, we think Iowa's the lowest with Iowa. If, if they win, if they win two more of those game games, too. yeah, if they win two more of those yeah, games. They they're win, like top twelve easily. <laughs> we're top fifteen. I mean, league. outside of Baylor, they were. They beat. You know, they lost to Oklahoma by one. They lost to Oklahoma State by you know a touchdown. They lost to Baylor twenty-one twenty. You know, lost to Baylor by two. Lost to Iowa by one. On field goals, just. I would just if I was Iowa State on this offseason, I would just go recruit the best kicker I could find and hopefully just win games in the last play yeah. of the game. I mean, yeah, you are four, you know, we were four points away from being, from being a one loss team. Which do they, is, do they have a good kicker? Sorry. I think they missed it. I really don't know. Oh uh, yeah. That's not really, but that's definitely, if they don't have a good kicker, they should just go out and find one. Yeah. And just I, it's just like kind that. of a moment to be able to, I mean, you know, their coach is really good. There's a reason that their coach is going to be gone after this year. He's gonna be gone. Oh yeah, Matt Campbell's. He got NFL offers last time. Last oh, week. okay. Uh, you mean he's so good? Head coach okay. Is, I thought yeah, you were somebody's gonna come fired. in and steal him away. No, oh, yeah. no, no way he gets fired. I was gonna say no. All way. right, at uh, twenty-four, we have Auburn. Uh, Just hanging in there. It, they really do. I'm like, when when you play good teams, like you play, you're playing. You've had a you have a really hard schedule. You've played every team that you're you know every ranked team you've played. You've played a close game with, and you beat one. And you know you beat a top ten team. And on that, you lost by three to LSU. You lost by three to Florida. Uh, you lost by seven to UGA. But I mean that was I would say UGA was their worst loss because they were out of that game until basically the end when they just got kind of lucky and surged back to kind they're of almost come also in. Also the best opponent. No, because they lost to LSU by three. Okay, that's fair. Lost to LSU by three. They lost to Florida by three. They lost to UGA by about it was seven. Uh, they'll get a shot at Bama. You know, maybe maybe they pull off an upset somewhere. You know, against Bama or something. I think Bo Nix is in another season under his belt. I think Auburn's uh, another tough team to beat next year. Maybe, but I mean, all right, he's what the he's the fifth best freshman quarterback in the country right now that's starting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just he's. He's not that good. He got a lot of hype because they beat they beat Oregon week one in a game that, you know, Oregon's, Oregon was missing four of their five starting wide receivers. Well, we didn't think Joe Burrow was good his first couple of years, and now he's balling out. In the last he was a backup time. for two years, then went to LSU and got, you know, it's it certainly it, – it, I'm not saying he's not going to become good. I'm just saying he's not good this year, and it's yeah. – Well, that's – yeah. It, it's, something, it's, it's something that needs to keep being – you know, people kind of need to be reminded of because – People want to act like he is, and he's not yet. Let's see. Uh, USC is at 25. I mean, they've played well with their musical chairs of quarterbacking this year. Uh, they beat Utah, which, I mean, it's kind of, you know, they beat Utah with a third-string quarterback, which is really impressive. But they're playing pretty well. They've scraped into, like, a, what are they, six and four or something. They're, you know, their record's all right. But they got a game against USC. Do they have they played Notre Dame yet? You would know. Uh, yeah, they played. They lost Notre Dame. Okay. I'm fairly certain. Who's left on their schedule? All right. So they've got USC, and then okay, this is their last game. This is their last game of the season. They play UCLA, you know, in LA against you know hometown team, you know, two hometown teams playing. So, 
they get to eight and four. This is and, their last game. I mean, oh, they're wrapping, they're wrapping up pretty yeah. early, man. It's, like Notre Dame wraps up early. It is. There's normally yeah. Them. There's normally another game. I guess they just didn't play that extra bye. But yeah, this is their last game of the season. I, maybe they thought they were going to be looking at a. Uh, maybe they thought they were looking at a. Um, a bowl conference title game. So they were thinking if we play an extra game earlier in the season, we get an extra bye week before a conference title game. I mean, there's something to it. Yeah, certainly. Well, I think if they if they take a bye before their Oregon, I don't know. They lost badly to Oregon, but like if you just build in like a, if you did it against the Notre Dame. Well, they, no, they did. They did use a bye before Notre Dame. Twenty-seven. Okay, they did. Yeah. Uh yeah, just use another bye before the Oregon game. You know it's gonna be a tough game. Just get in, give yourself an extra week to prepare. Yeah, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was gonna help at all. Uh, I mean, at least it'd be more rested. At least you tried. Uh, I mean, in mean, hindsight, I guess. But now, now you have an extra week to what recover for. Uh, for your bowl game, I, I mean, it it, not it, it actually gives game. them a jump on a gives them a jump on the coaching search if they're not gonna stick with Clay Helton. That's fair. And they're seven and four. They're going, you know, they'll go to a bowl and yeah. they'll, you know, they'll if they beat US UCLA. They're eight and four. They're going to get, a, they should get a pretty decent bowl. But it might, it, it's a, it kind of gives them a little bit of a jump on getting a coaching search. It's, it's an interesting strategy, and it's something I wonder if we'll see other teams kind of take notice of next week when the, you know it would have been, you know, would have been better if they were playing in a conference title game for people to notice it. But it's certainly with the new kind of college football system and being able to get two bye weeks. If you know, if you're you know, if you're a team like Alabama or Georgia or someone, why wouldn't you try to work your schedule a little bit and get that final bye week before the conference title game? Mm-hmm. And then I guess I guess we can just jump into week thirteen. We kind of went through those rankings pretty quickly. Uh, they were pretty much straightforward. Well, yeah, week. we didn't. Yeah, we didn't look. Yeah, it's we have you know basically the same teams as committee and outside of just spending a lot of time questioning why they have certain teams ranked where they have them. Yep. And uh, so we'll start we'll, – we'll tell you what games we were looking forward to week 13. There wasn't really too many really good ones, but there's a couple of decent ones out there that we'll talk about, which starting with the the college game day, now chosen game this week with uh, Ohio State versus Penn State, which means, Drew, it's a noon game, right, Drew? So I was surprised. It's a noon game, yeah. yeah. It's a Fo- – I, I think Fox had rights on it, so they put it at noon. Uh Maybe there's some worry about the game being freezing and just nobody and not wanting to put, not wanting to make the fans there miserable or something. I I can't really figure out why you would make this a noon game. Yeah, I don't know. That's never really stopped anyone from making it a night game or a noon game. It's not gonna be yeah. too much of a difference. I, it's I it yeah. I really don't know why this is this is a noon game beyond somebody not believing in a good time. <laughs> just making sure like the students don't show up or something. Penn State somehow. Making sure students don't show up to like the noon game. Uh, let's see, and then the next game we have is Baylor versus Texas, which Texas, is, I think, is gonna be a great Big Twelve game matchup. Uh, although the although Texas has been losing, I mean, it's a, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a good game. And I believe if uh, Baylor, no Baylor can still never mind. It's Baylor can still win this and go in. But there's like there's still some way where it's like if Oklahoma drops another game or two, Texas gets another shot in the Big Twelve title. So like it's still an important game to Texas. Baylor has to win. You know, Baylor has to win out now to have a shot. And I mean, the Big Twelve in general is just kind of fun to watch. If you like points, I mean, hoping Oklahoma loses a couple games is kind of a tough ask at this time. 
I mean, I guess they do play Oklahoma State. I mean, they haven't been playing well. They still play Oklahoma State. Uh, I think TCU is better than they're getting some credit for. I mean, yeah, their schedule is certainly. I mean, we just watched TCU take uh, Baylor to what double overtime? Yeah, two a couple uh, weeks ago. It could happen. I, I mean, it certainly could. It's. I think. I think TCU is being overlooked this week. Yeah, speaking of that, is one of the games we have listed: TCU versus Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma. Oklahoma needs style. Oklahoma needs style points. They need to win big against TCU. Uh, I mean, TCU is kind of fighting for ball eligibility a little bit here, and they need you know they need to win. I think they'd like to crush Oklahoma's dreams and pull off an upset here. And oh yeah, they would not. They would like nothing more. Uh, I mean, it depends on like, do they hate Texas more because they're in Texas? Or do they hate Oklahoma more? Um, I don't think that – I mean, Baylor's their technical rival, so they're happy watching – Oh, well, I, I guess – They're just I, happy I, watching them lose, but – Well, I mean, if they beat Oklahoma and then Oklahoma beat Baylor, I guess I they think they're just like happy they for, are better. for any of them, yeah. I guess they already well, – they, they already lost – Did TCU play Baylor? TCU played Baylor and lost. They played a couple weeks I'll ago. I'll just touch that. Uh, and then we have another well, Pit. Ver, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Pit Vatek. This is another one. Oh, what game are you going to go to? No, that was great. Awesome. Yeah, Pit Vatek. I mean, this is a it's a critical coastal game. If Vatek wins this, they'll go to you know they'll then get Virginia coming home to them for a rivalry game at you know rivalry game at the end of the season to determine who is you know who represents the coastal. So I mean it's you know it's an important game for them. Pitt's right there. Pitt beats Vautech, then I guess they have to hope for a Vautech upset over Virginia, or for or for Virginia or for Virginia to lose this week in order to get it. But they're not out of the you know it's a, it's an important game for the Coastal. They're not going to get out of it. Well, Virginia's playing Liberty, so that's not they're not getting upset. There she is. They would then have to hope for a Vautech upset next week if Pitt wins this game. But I mean both you know. Both these teams need to win to keep their hopes up of getting to the ACC championship game and getting their shot at Clemson. Yeah. And, uh, well, we got A&M versus UGA. Yep. Uh, I mean, other than A&M trying to take Texas, uh, I think Georgia really has – it's locked up, right? They, they're already going to the SEC championship game. Um, I think Georgia te- Technically, they if they lose out, Georgia doesn't because – they would then have three losses. Yeah. Assuming Florida wins out. But if they win this game, then it's guaranteed because even if they lose to Georgia Tech next week, they would still have a better comp- – they would still have a better divisional record or conference record than Florida does, and they would get in over them. Okay. And they hold the tiebreaker, so they would have to lose both games to really drop behind them. Well, I mean, uh, this could be a good game. I feel like uh... – but I mean, it, you know, I think this is a bit of a trap game for wasn't, a little bit. You wasn't know, kind of worrying about Texas A&M. You overlooked them. Wasn't Texas A&M LSU the game of the the game of the season last season? Um, no, that game technically lost out to um, it lost out to Rams Chiefs. Oh, for game of the year. Okay, well, I'm in college game of the year. But this, no, well, yeah, but this was yeah, this was the seven overtime. This was the last time LSU lost a game. LSU won their bowl okay. game at UCF the fall, you know, after that, and then they haven't lost a game since. So this could be almost like I, I, I think this has the making of it being a repeat of that matchup because I think Georgia is. I don't think. Well, I mean, it's not going to seven overtimes. I think Georgia is the think LSU it, was last season. Okay, I can see that UGA. I can, I can see you know putting UGA kind of in where LSU was last year. Mm-hmm. 
I would, I mean, I'd really like to see A&M get an upset over UGA because then we can really start rooting for UGA to UGA or A&M to upset LSU and just really start throwing chaos into the into this. That would make kick can be right now. Can be sitting pretty with like easy decisions to make. They're sitting nice and easy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And LSU lost to yeah. You know, I mean, what's really interesting is an L, you know an undefeated LSU and a two loss Georgia comes in and upsets them. What they have to do. I think the Big Ten needs these help. Are, it's, these are things I really hope for. I think the Big Ten needs help. Making, the Big Ten needs help. I think the Big Twelve needs help. Making. I think they both need help making the playoffs for sure. Well, no, I think no. The Big Ten doesn't. The Big Ten. You're no. The Big Ten. Pac twelve and the, oh, I mean, no, oh, Big oh, Ohio State. State. That's right. You're thinking the Pac twelve and the Big. Oh, the Pac twelve and Big twelve. Pac twelve out. No, Oregon's at six. Uh, if Oregon beats. Or, they went out. USC went. USC wins this week. They'll stay ranked. So that gives Oregon a win over a ranked team. And then if they beat Utah, they have two ranked wins, which Bama will not have, and that'll get them to that four spot. Some, you know, because that'll match them with UGA. And if UGA loses to LSU, that gives Oregon the four. I know, in like in our, in our opinion, they don't they don't need really help, but like in, in I college, it, it definitely then the other rankings yeah. they need help. The ones that actually count towards making the semifinal. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing we can really say is that this committee is not biased. You know, Oregon's athletic director is on the <laughs> committee, and clearly they don't have an Oregon bias. Which is, I, I think that's something that, does, that I, you know, we like to rip on them for biasy, but they clearly don't have one with Oregon. Well, they're at, Oregon's at six, though. We both have Oregon at six, but yeah. the difference is we have one loss, still conference contending, Oklahoma, who's got a win over, you know, who has a win over a team we have in the top five versus they have Bama in there, and Bama's going to play one more game against Auburn. Wait, who, and who, trust me, Auburn's going to be a big point of discussion. Who does Oregon and Bama, Oregon? Who does Oregon have on the committee? Oregon's athletic director is a member of the is a member of the playoff committee. If if Oregon wins out and like somehow like some kind of mess happens in the top four and Bama gets in over Oregon, I would just fire my AD if I was Oregon and replace him with somebody else that would push more for that. What's going on? Because <laughs> that would be well, crazy. He's te- he's te- you know, they say they recuse themselves, but I've ne- you know, there's not proof that it happens. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I mean, it's the – I mean, Auburn's going to be a massive discussion point. If Bama beats Auburn, you suddenly have Bama has a win over the only team that beat Oregon, but that's their one-ranked win. Oregon will have two ranked wins. It, it, it'll it start becoming a discussion. Uh, where do we leave Auburn? Michigan, Indiana? Yep, Indiana, Michigan. Uh, I mean, this was just a really big point spread. Indiana played Penn State close. Uh, Michigan's traditionally done very poorly against the team they play before they play Ohio State. So, you know, I mean, this is more of like a – it's not our, like, bet of it, but betting money – you know, if you want to bet a little bit on Indiana, it doesn't hurt to take them as a – since they're getting double digits. And we have ten, Temple versus Cincy. It's, uh, I guess that's a pretty big – does that really affect the American it's team important for- Yeah, it does. Sure. Um, there's some dispute, but if Temple beats Cincinnati, Cincinnati then plays Memphis, they could lose both of those. And the end result could be that UCF goes to the conference title game and not Cincy, yeah. depending on the tiebreaker it reaches. It, UCF. Plus, this is a, it, Cincinnati-Temple is a rivalry game, so they care a lot about this. Temple, I believe, has won, like, the last four or five. So, you know, this is, you know, this is a game they really? do not like each other. Temple has played pretty, you know, Temple has been pretty good. They, it's, Temple has been pretty good. Uh, you know, I think it'll certainly be a good game. 
And then we have a Pac-12 matchup with Oregon versus Arizona State. Which Arizona State, like, they started off pretty decent, and I think they slowed down. Uh, I feel like this could have been a good game, but realistically, with yeah, how they've definitely stumbled with Arizona State's current play, I think Oregon kind of takes this game home. But if it results in the the former, I think uh, it just throws another wrench, and then the Pac-12 is entirely done for. Yeah. I mean, all right, Utah's still there. There's, you know, I want to. I think there should be some hope, but yeah, it does definitely. <laughs> it really hurts. It, but yeah, I mean, Utah's ranked seven. They're one spot behind Oregon, so it's not you know. There's not a gap between them like there is with Baylor and Oklahoma. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got left. We got the late games. It's the only ones I have left. Uh, TCU, Oklahoma, which, oh, yeah, we talked about. We already talked about. Yeah. Uh, the late night games for the, you know, the you know because you always have those 10, 11 o'clock games. So you got Hawaii versus San Diego State. Uh, I mean, San Diego State, I think, has a top 10-ish defense by most metrics. And Hawaii is one of the top offenses in the country, so this is just a really good strength versus strength game to watch. And then Boise versus Utah is the other late night game. Uh, I mean, this you know, Utah State could beat Boise. Utah State's really good. They've got a highly touted quarterback prospect for them. They've got some other players. Boise's got some players. There's a lot of it's. Go, it should be a good game to watch if you have some desire to stay up at eleven o'clock at night and watch. Yeah. And then uh, if you're on the east, just to wrap things up, uh, I mean, yeah, we all Eastern time is American time. We all know this because that's where New York is. Hey, I mean, yeah, there's a reason. No, yeah, there's a reason the Pac-12 doesn't get a lot of respect. <laughs> no one's watching the game. Uh, we'll just move on to bets to wrap things up. Uh, we didn't have bets last week, so actually, we are currently the record is the same as it was. Uh, so we are no longer one of one more than what week we're on. So I'm still six and six, Drew seven and five, and this week I'm taking uh, SMU plus three and a half uh, against Navy. Against Navy. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame kind of laid out the formula for how you beat Navy, which is something I think most teams should have figured out by now if you play Navy regularly. Throw the ball, deep. which is if you it's th- well, just get up early. Yeah, if you're up ten on Navy. If you can get up on Navy, by, if you're up 10 by the halftime against Navy, you have a pretty good shot at winning the game. I should they have to throw the ball. That's not what they do best. Yeah. Uh, I think SMU can throw the wall pretty well. They've got some good wide receivers. Uh, they have Bouchelle, who was, I think, the better Texas quarterback than Ellinger, who they kept. So, I mean, they can definitely throw the ball. They can definitely air it out against Navy and – once, and then after they air out, they can start, you know, grinding away with the run game, something they've done very well throughout the year. And so winning by a touchdown, I think – or actually, I don't even – no, winning outright, I feel like, is something good, is something SMU can do in this game. Thanks for justifying my pick. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you have anything else to add? <laughs> no, that's, that, that, I, think that, no? I think you covered it all. <laughs> what he said, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I mean, I wanted uh, that was the bet I wanted. I know. I, I just got it first. I know. I'm like, I wanted that bet. It, it, it's an odd one though, because I mean, you know, SMU is ranked and fate and getting points. Yeah. Something I it's generally be suspicious of. All right, anyway, and then my bet is Penn State versus Ohio State. Penn State's getting 19, which is it's just too many points. The last three games these teams have played, Ohio State's won two of them, but the three, you know, it's been a 
the last three games, the outcome has been three, one, and one. Gonna, or sorry, not that's not that's the 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 point differential has been three one and one. It's gonna be a cold, slow paced game too. Yeah, I think I don't think it's gonna be slow paced at all. Really, I think it is. Oh yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of points. Uh, I I mean I I don't see them scoring more than thirty points on each side. I think they're gonna be both. I think it's gonna be like twenty four twenty one. I don't think it's gonna be anything. Like, I think it's closer to like twenty eight. Like I think it's somewhere close to like twenty eight, twenty seven. But nineteen, definitely not nineteen point, not enough points where you can speed up enough to. Not score yeah, nineteen is just too many. So, nineteen, it's just too many points to be giving up in this, especially in a rivalry game, a close matchup like this, playing at noon. Like it, nineteen is just too many points. I think watching UCF games every other game seems really slow. We snap the ball like every five seconds. It does. It de- yeah, watching UCF definitely make it definitely makes every other game feel really, really slow. Dude, I get out of breath watching a UCF game. <laughs> it's yep. like it's freaking tough. Well, you're literally saying you're like, well, I can't go to the bathroom. I I'll miss an entire drive. I can't go eat a drink. I'll miss a touchdown. I can't blink. I'll miss a play. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's everything we have this week, guys. Um, we're gonna. We're recording an NFL episode right after this one. So these are both going to come out tomorrow morning sometime, if I don't forget, which hopefully I won't. Uh, sorry I missed last week uh, to our zero audience. So just know you have my apology. What is it? Come on, we got like, we got what, two, three? Well, I mean, that's, when we, that's when we really published them on Facebook and stuff and all that. But like we haven't even been doing that because they've been coming out late. <laughs> we'll figure yeah. it out. Uh, so enjoy- oh, we'll, we'll make sure to get them out this time. Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, enjoy the weekend, guys. Uh, see you. See you.